Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. The United States government is after you. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about Congressman Jim Jordan and the FBI. We're going to talk about the baby formula shortage, gas prices. All that's coming up on I'm Right. What's the most dangerous thing happening in America today? We've talked about it before. You already know. What's the most dangerous thing happening in America today? And I know that's a long list, right? Where do you go? The border, inflation, where do you go? Yes, those things are important. Nothing is more dangerous, though, than the weaponization of the administrative state against you. The Western governments, not just the United States of America, the Western governments turning their guns against their citizens is the most dangerous thing happening in the world today, and nothing else comes close. Do you remember? Let's take a little walk down memory lane before we get to Congressman Jim Jordan and a couple things here. Do you remember when parents had finally had enough of all the COVID lockdown insanity in schools? And parents were finding out, oh, man, this critical race theory stuff, this is evil. My kids are learning evil stuff in schools. And they found out all the LGBTQ grooming going on in schools, and parents freaked, right? 
We started getting all these videos. You wake up in the morning, there's a new video on your phone. Oh my gosh, my kid's kindergarten teacher's a nutball. And what happened? Something I'd never seen happen in my lifetime in this country, parents started showing up at school board meetings. You see, we always ignored school boards. The right did, the left didn't. The left always knew that's where their money was made, but the right always ignored it. All of a sudden, you have angry parents showing up saying, uh, but my kindergartner is learning to, to hate white people? But what, what is this? Parents started getting mad, started getting loud, started showing up at school boards and letting their voice be heard. And then what happens is, when a parent does that, it's always videotaped, someone's always got a cell phone on them, right? And then those videos started going around. People started watching those. You're turning on the news. We, we play it right here for you on the first. You don't even need a phone. It's tune into the first, watch my show. Some parent goes ape. You're going to sit here and watch it on TV live, right? It's crazy. So that scared the left. And what did they do? Did they moderate, change their tune, back off? No, no, no. They didn't do any of those things because... They have the administrative state on their side, and they understand that they have force on their side. So what happened? And then remember, I'm not, I'm not speculating here. We know this happened. The White House, the Joe Biden White House, then coordinated with the teachers' unions. Of course, the teachers' unions were obviously mad about these school board meeting interruptions. The teachers' union coordinates with the White House to draft a letter, a letter. That's all it is. And they sent that letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland. Now, I want you to keep something in mind. Merrick Garland does not work for the White House. The Department of Justice has to be independent. Now, we're not naive. We know that's kind of not the way it works, but that's really by the law how it works. So even if the White House wants something done, Merrick Garland doesn't do things on the whims of the White House, shouldn't, and certainly should never do things on the whims of the teachers' unions, and should never do something based on a letter. You and I, we don't get to sit down right now and just type up a Word document and ship it off to the AG and he launches an investigation. That's not how that works. He needs something concrete in his hands. Give me evidence, give me something. He didn't have any of that. He got a letter that the teachers union was upset. And so he calls all hands on deck, every US attorney, and they decide to start investigating these parents, these angry parents, as potential terrorists. That's right, terrorists. Hope you didn't forget about this. Jim Jordan called him to account for it. Said in recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter and we have been seeing over time Threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's that's your source. So let me be clear. This is not a prosecution or an is there some study, some effort, some investigation. Someone did that said there's been a disturbing uptick or you just take the words of the National School Board Association. Well, the National School Board Association, which represents thousands of school boards and school board members, says that there are these kind of threats. When we read in the newspapers reports of threats of violence, when that is in the context of threats of violence, the source all, for this, for the very first line in your in your mouth. Time of the gentleman has expired. Was the school the board time association of the gentleman has letter expired, Mr. Deutsch? Based on a letter. Oh, oh, oh! And I forgot reports, reports in the media. So what happened? Called in all hands on deck, 
And we found out now, thanks to some brave patriotic whistleblowers, that the FBI has actually used the terrorist label for dozens of investigations into parents. Dozens, not one, dozens of them across the country. You want an example? Oh, here's a couple for you. The FBI interviewed a mother who happens to be in the right-wing moms group Moms for Liberty after she said she was coming after the school board. They after uh, a dad who, quote, fit the profile of an insurrectionist, had an investigation launched into him because he was opposed to what? Mask mandates. Or, I got another one, Republican state elected officials got investigated because they expressed public displeasure with vaccine mandates. So, if you didn't like being told to wear a mask, the FBI decided you might be a terrorist and they launched an investigation into you. We had elected representatives who didn't like vaccine mandates, didn't like being told, take this vaccine or lose your job. They got terrorist labels assigned to them in an FBI investigation. There is nothing more dangerous happening in the United States of America than the administrative state turning its guns on you. So to talk about that, joining me now, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, Congressman Jim Jordan of the great state of Ohio. Congressman, the normal American wakes up and they see the Federal Bureau of Investigation attaching counterterrorism uh, tags to concerned parents, and yeah. they ask, rightfully so, why should this organization continue to exist in any form? Well, particularly, I mean, think about the contradiction. You got protesters at Supreme Court justices' homes in direct violation of a statute, 18 U.S.C., I think Section 1507, direct violation of that, but they're focusing on dozens, more than two dozen parents, Jesse, who simply showed up at a school board meeting to speak out about the, the, the best interests and, and the well-being of their children. Um, you know, this, and, and again, it goes almost, it's, it seems like directly contradictory to what the Attorney General testified to under oath last October when, when he said they would not use the anti-terrorism measures in any way against parents. It sure looks like, based on the whistleblowers that came forward, it sure looks like that's exactly what they're doing. And Congressman, I mean, when we look at these examples that we're hearing about from the whistleblowers, it's not like we're talking about some crazed mom blowing up a school board. These are just angry parents. Angry parents yeah. who want something different for their children. So concerned Americans are now a target for the federal law enforcement arm with the power to destroy our lives. Do I have that right? Yeah, and, and that's the scary part, Jesse, because it's all designed to chill speech, just like the disinformation governance board, just like all the things we see from the left with the doxing and the cancel culture. It's all designed to chill speech. If you're a mom who believes in the Second Amendment, who showed up at a school board meeting and voiced your opinion about the well-being of your child, look out. The FBI is going to put a threat tag label on you and check out the investigate you. That that is what happened. One of the complaints we highlight in the letter to the uh, Justice Department, uh, they, they talked to the person who made the complaint, and the complainant said, "Well, no, I didn't see any real threats. There was no real crime, but I knew there was this dedicated line for communication, what I call a snitch line, that the Attorney General set up, and I knew this was going. So I just because they they struck me as the kind of people who might do something bad. Well, that's oh. not how oh. it works in America. We have a thing called the Constitution and the First Amendment, for goodness sake. So that is what is most troubling about this. And again, when you view it in context, that is really scary." Congressman, setting, honestly, the FBI aside for a moment and setting aside the fact we have a country full of snitches who would turn in their fellow citizens, 
Let's talk about Merrick Garland because he is the top law enforcement officer in the United States of America. What are these whistleblowers alleging about our attorney general? Well, again, what they brought forward was multiple whistleblowers, over two dozen cases. We highlighted the three that we thought just were the most egregious. Um, they bring this information to us. And as I said, it, it seems to me to directly contradict what he said under oath. Now, maybe, maybe he just didn't know, which is a concern in and of itself. But one of the things I always go back to, Jesse, is understand the speed and intensity they did this last fall. Remember, the school boards association sends a letter on September 29th to the White House. Five days later, October 4th, Merrick Garland sends out a memorandum to every single U.S. attorney across the country. That's where they say establish this snitch line. And then 16 days after that, the FBI sends out an email saying put the threat tag designation, this label, this, this term on parents you were investigating. That all happened in 22 days. And I always, I always say, when have you ever seen the federal government move that fast? It never does. But, oh boy, when it comes to chilling speech and they thought this was going to be a political winner for them, I actually think it's a loser because Americans respect the Constitution and the First Amendment. But think how fast they acted. And then for him to come and say what he did last fall, and these whistleblowers seem to, with the information they've given us, directly contradicts that. Okay, well, look, let's focus on the right side for a moment. At least we finally have whistleblowers. I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know, nor do I want to be told. At least we finally have people within the doors of the FBI, I hope, who realize what's happening and realize their organization is falling out of favor with the American people really quickly. Yeah, God bless these guys who just, because they know what's right, because they know that this isn't square with how our country is supposed to work, we're willing to come forward and give this information to us. Congressman, how is this not criminal? I'm not trying to be over the top. I'm really not. But if you're going to use, if the White House is going to coordinate with teachers unions and then the attorney general of the United States of America is going to act on that and use the FBI as a political weapon, that's a crime. Well, it's and that and look and on another issue. And again, this is what concerns me so much, and I think concerns you and the American people. Uh, on another issue, we saw it, and John Durham's doing an investigation on it. They made yep. that up out of whole cloth. We know that. And then the FBI bought it. J- Jim Comey, when they took the dossier to the FISA court, they knew it was baloney. The, 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 the letter from the School Board Association, Merrick Garland testified, that was the only basis for him initiating this terrible action. And I'm like, so a left-wing political organization can write the White House and suddenly they get what they want? And you use the, the Patriot Act against moms and dads? That is the, that is the frightening part. And again, that's why I think the American people are fixing to make a big change come this November because they've had it with all this garbage, the attacks on their liberties and everything else they see in our economy and frankly in foreign policy as well. So they have had it. And um, I think they're I think they're going to make a big change and put us back in charge. All right, finally, if they make that change, and I think you're right, I'm very hopeful they will, if they make that change, I understand Joe Biden's still commander-in-chief. We have limited abilities to do something, but yeah. can we do something in the interim? Yeah, you can you can look at the appropriations measure and you can say, look, the way the founders set this great this greatest country up ever is we control the purse strings and there's going to be something we're going to have to we're going to have to fight for in that appropriation process. I think it could be immigration, it could be this, it could be other things, but there's something that we're going to have to say if you want to spend that kind of money, you got to you got to be changing some policy here and then also we can do the investigations. So at a minimum, the American people know the facts and know the truth about their government, the government they pay for that's supposed to protect their rights. Um, we need to do those investigations and get the truth to everybody. Congressman, I know you got a busy day with all this January 6th idiocy, so we'll let you go. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you, Jesse. Take care.
right. right. Thanks. We got a lot more. We have oil and gas problems. The administration is after you. We now, I mean, look, it's in black and white now. We still have to talk about this baby formula shortage. We have a lot to get to. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, let me make you more comfortable. I know you're looking at the prices at the grocery store, specifically meat prices. They're out of control, right? Burger, chicken, seafood. It's, it's crazy. I have good news for you. And I'm very, very excited about this. My family's using it already. Good Ranchers. One, an American company buying American products. What they are is they'll allow you to subscribe. You subscribe to Good Ranchers for your meat needs. Their marinated chicken, their Wagyu, their, their just whatever your meat needs are, you subscribe to Good Ranchers. And this is what happens. When you go to GoodRanchers.com slash Jesse, GoodRanchers.com slash Jesse, and you sign up, your meat prices, they're locked in. You hear what I said? They're locked in. We know inflation's still going to go out of control. We know these prices are still going to go sky high. We're not at the end of inflation. You, your meat prices won't go sky high. They're locked in. GoodRanchers.com slash Jesse not only allows you to lock in your meat prices, every box of meat you get for the lifetime of your subscription, you get 25 bucks off it because of me. Well, because of them. They're giving me credit for it. GoodRanchers.com slash Jesse. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. We officially have a situation we have to keep our eyes on here. It's not just that we're in a bad economic situation. That's not news to anybody. You know that. If you bought groceries or a gallon of gas, you, you understand something's not right. You, you get that. If you've looked at your stock portfolio and fell over in tears, you know something's not right. But we have a real dark situation, I guess is the best way I could put it. We have a bad economy, bad stuff. We know that. But we have the people in charge of this country wanting to make it worse. Not accidentally making it worse. Not all whoopsie, oh dang, did we screw that up? They're looking at all this destruction, all the flames, and they're saying to themselves, how do we get some gasoline on that fire? I mean, we have 8.3% inflation. We already told you a gallon of gas nationally, $4.42, that's the national average, that's the highest ever. Set that aside for a moment. Set aside your gas and my gas. I wish I'd put that differently, but set aside our gas problems. Let's talk about diesel. $5.56 a gallon. Okay, so look, we complain enough about sending money overseas when we don't have any money. $5.56 a gallon for diesel. That's not good. What did the Biden administration do with gas prices you can't afford, diesel prices nobody can afford? They promptly, this just happened, they canceled a million-plus acre lease in Alaska and canceled another lease 
in the Gulf of Mexico. They looked out at all these high gas prices out there. They looked out at American families being crushed, high diesel prices crushing everybody because everything comes on a truck. And they said, how can we make this worse? And they did it. They did it. And just so I can clarify, we talked about this yesterday, but I'm going to keep bringing this up. Again, look around you right now, wherever you're sitting. Everything you see was on a truck at one point or another, probably. Everything you see. A truck that runs on diesel fuel. Truckers are the veins that make a country go. Um, we have a major oil and gas guy saying they are going to be rationing diesel fuel on the East Coast. Do you have any idea what that will do to an already stressed and strained economy? To take an economy that's struggling with not just inflation, but high interest rates and everything else that goes with it and say, oh, by the way, uh, hey, trucking company X, Y, and Z, you guys only get about half the diesel you need. You have to make do. What's that going to mean for grocery stores, department stores? What's that going to mean for restaurants? What's it going to mean for everyone? Nothing goes without the trucks. Unless the trucks are moving, nothing goes. And remember this. Remember, the Biden administration has said from the very beginning, they're going to use this. They're not bummed about it. They're going to use this to move us away from oil. We know you know. We have got to still reckon, reckon with the impact of climate change. That clean energy transition is not just coming, it is here. There is no amount of domestic production that we can do when we're dealing with a volatile global commodity where the price is set globally. There's no amount of domestic production we can do to reduce or eliminate our vulnerability as a country to that volatility. The only way to do that is to reduce the energy intensity of the economy overall, which means shifting to cleaner sources of energy. It is just not tenable. It should motivate us to accelerate the transition to clean energy. What? And did you see what that second guy said? Or what, did you hear and see what that second guy said? It's going to reduce the energy intensity of the economy? Don't you love these fancy words? They sit around and come up with these words. What's he saying there? Well, it's, yeah, gas prices are high. Sure, the American family is getting crushed right now. But hey, what we really need is an economy that doesn't use as much energy. We have to shrink our economy. We have to damage it for Mother Earth, of course. All of this is, of course, for Mother Earth. And this is at a time when we're already being crushed. Again, the problem is not just that we're down economically. Anyone can look around right now and see that we're down economically. The problem is we're down, the boat is filling up with water, and the captain is reaching outside of the boat and putting more water in on purpose. We're down, and the people who are supposed to be leading us out of it are nosediving us in the side of a mountain. And look, they don't even feel bad. Remember, all this economic pain we feel right now, all that inflation, high interest rates, all the things that are crushing people, it's not a mystery where this came from. This came from COVID lockdowns. We are launching the world into a Great Depression because of what we did to combat a virus with well over 99% survivability. We had an incredibly survivable virus, and instead we chose to wipe out our economy, didn't stop or slow the virus at all, and the people who did this to us, they're still thrilled about it.
This is a consequence of having an effective strategy against the pandemic. So this is why the president understands that the Federal Reserve needs to do its job. And he urges Congress to confirm all of his nominees so that they have a full slate and can address their dual mandate of price stability and full employment. We understand that that is the economic challenge in front of us. That is what he is focused on every day. You're mad that you can't afford things? You're mad that you had to cut cable, cancel that trip to go see your mother? You're mad that maybe you lost your job or are losing your job? Are you mad that your family just sat down with your budget and figured out we're spending now more than we make and that's never been a problem before? You mad about all that? Well, hey, that's the price you pay for having, what'd she call it? An effective strategy against coronavirus. These people, they're hurting us on purpose. And when they look out right now at all the sea of pain, they're thrilled. They're thrilled about it. They're not trying to fix it. It can't be fixed because the people in charge aren't even trying to fix it. And speaking of that, maybe you've heard about the baby formula shortage out there. Bethany Mandel is going to join us here in a second. She's going to talk about that. We have things the government could be doing right now. We have young mothers out there worried if their baby's going to have the next meal. What's happening? We'll talk to Bethany about that in just a second. Now, on top of everything else out there, let's talk about the cybercrime that's wiping people out. I just, it's, it's unbelievable I even have to bring this up at this point in time, but home title theft is something that's it's crushing people in this country. It's crushing them. It's awful. What can you do? Well, law enforcement can't get ahead of it. Oh, they might catch them after, but that's long after you've been wiped out and evicted from your home. The only thing you can do to protect yourself is sign up to Home Title Lock. You see, they'll hack into your home title, and they'll take loans out against it and wipe you out, unless you have Home Title Lock, because they detect any tampering to your home title and shut it down immediately. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. Point on the on the, the formula issue at the White House. You mentioned the White House is involved. I, I mean, I, I at the White House, I don't I I don't know. I can find out for you and get you a person who's running point, um, but I, I don't have a, a person. It's <laughs> just starving kids. <laughs> I don't know. I'll get back to you. Joining me now to talk about that and other things, Bethany Mandel. She's the editor of Heroes of Liberty and author of the new children's book, which I would recommend, Rush Limbaugh and the First Amendment. Bethany. Uh, honestly, we'll get to the specifics of the baby formula shortage in just a moment. But if I had one word to describe this administration, it would honestly be cold. They never seem to take the temperature of the room well. <laughs> Essentially, I thought you were going in another direction with cold. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's exactly right. They, um, I, I would go cold in another direction. They just do not care. Uh, a month ago, this was put on their radars by a Democratic senator, Jack Reed, at a Democrat out of Rhode Island. They, he wrote an open letter to the Biden administration and the FDA saying this is a major issue and the Biden administration just punted. They were like, eh, I'm sure it'll work out. Okay, Bethany, now a lot of people watching are young mothers, but a lot are not. What's yeah. happening right now? Baby formula, what's happening? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So I wrote a I wrote a column about three weeks ago for Deseret News, saying that this was a looming crisis. So baby formula is sort of a replacement for breast milk, and so you're doing one or the other. You're either breastfeeding a baby or you're giving them breast or or you're giving them formula. Um, from zero months to six months, it's their sole source of nutrition, one of those two things. And then from six to 12 months, it's their primary source of nutrition. And the vast majority of babies in this country are breastfed. And so up to six months, um, only 35% of babies at six months old are still breastfed and exclusively breastfed. And when you hit a year, um, the number of babies who are, who are breastfed goes down to 15%. So this is an issue for the vast majority of American families and even families uh, for whom they breastfeed 99% of the time. Um, you know, if mom has to go out and she doesn't have any pumped milk, you run out to the store and grab some formula. And so uh, this affects more than just the majority of families. This affects nearly every family that, uh, that has a nursing infant. Okay, uh, what happens when a baby can't get formula? Because listening to you, it sounds like it must not be good. Yeah, it's not great. So um, I, there's a lot of issues going on here. Um, the vast majority of, uh, well, not the vast majority, it's about half. Half the formula that comes into this country that we use is from China. And so it's 46%. The other sort of domestic output, the biggest plant was shut down by the FDA in January because there was a bacterial infection that sickened half a dozen babies and two babies died. So it was no joke. Um, the FDA was sitting on the whistleblower complaint for two months, didn't investigate it for another month after that, and then two babies died. So that was in January that that plant was shut down. It's our biggest domestic output and it hasn't reopened. The problem with closing that plant in particular is that it, it produces all the specialized formula that we produce domestically. And so babies who have milk allergies or soy allergies, um, who have special sort of needs that they need a specific kind of formula, that's the plant that most of those formulas are coming out of. And so, you know, for the vast majority of American infants, they can sort of hop from one formula to another. And it's not like the store shelves are completely empty there. I mean, you can see there are still some there, not a lot, but there's some. Uh, the real dangerous problem is for those babies who need a specific kind of formula that comes out of that Abbott plant in Sturgis, Michigan, and it's becoming harder and harder to find those specific formulas. Yeah, I talked to a young family yesterday. They had a preemie, and they, the preemie needed a very specific kind of formula, and they're having it shipped to them from other states by family members because they're so yep. desperate. All right, uh, the government. I don't expect the government to be the god, but... Are they doing something to hurt this problem more? Are they doing anything to help the problem? What can they do to help? I'll give you one guess, Jesse. Are they helping or are they hurting? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're hurting in a couple ways. They're hurting in a couple ways. First of all, it's illegal to import perfectly good formula from a Western European countries. Um, so people have to sneak it in. And the other problem that the government is sort of making this harder is that uh, the Sturgis plant in Michigan, the d biggest domestic output, they, if you look up Daily Mail, Formula, Abbott, you Google that, there's a Daily Mail story on Monday that said the Abbott plant is begging the FDA, give us a timeline, give us an outline. How can we do this? How can we reopen? We desperately want to reopen. We, we know that it's necessary. And the FDA is just sort of sitting there and they're not they're not giving them any answers and there's no urgency and it's it's like you're sitting in the DMV and you're you have your little number and you're waiting it's like that but with food for infants yeah well they can't get baby formula but at least they can get those vaccines all right uh chuck schumer 
Chuck Schumer is okay. In fact, he seems to be thrilled about the prospect of people protesting in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices. Here's Chuck. Go ahead, Manu. If protests are peaceful, yes. Bethany, uh, now I'm no lawyer, but I do believe that's against the law. Yeah, no, you are no lawyer, but that is correct. The thing that strikes me as crazy about all this is how short-sighted they are. And it it kind of reminds me of their attempts to get rid of the filibuster. And they were like, oh, wait a second. We actually like that when it works for us. Um, Does Chuck Schumer want protesters outside his home? Because if not... Maybe this is not a precedent you want to set, Chuck. Bethany, finally, the National Science Teaching Association had a conference, and boy, I am so excited for my sons to learn about this kind of science in school. Tips on how you can be a better intersex ally. When it comes to inclusive language, oftentimes people tend to use phrases like people with penises or people with vaginas, rather than saying male and female or men and women. While this can absolutely be inclusive for trans people, unfortunately it's not always the most inclusive language for intersex people. My advice is to use language that focuses on function and not just form. That means focusing on the actual function that you're talking about, such as people who can get pregnant, people who can get other people pregnant, people who are at risk of testicular cancer, and so on and so forth. This is much more inclusive because there are intersex people who are born with a vagina but don't have a uterus or ovaries or an ability to menstruate. This is because some people that are born with a penis don't have testes. So it's much more inclusive to say what you actually mean than it is to use language that works around that. (laughs) I have a crazy idea. Bethany, Bethany, um, wasn't the country better off when the circus freaks felt the need to hide it? (laughs) What if? They spent their time teaching geology, and that was science instruction. It's weird how all of our test scores are just going lower and lower and lower. Hmm. What a mystery that is. All right. Yeah. I actually lied about finally because I have one more for you. Moms of Liberty, um, they've been targeted by the FBI as being potential terrorists. I've said before, Mm -hmm. I'll say it again, the most dangerous thing happening right now in the world is Western governments turning against their own citizens, and it's happening here really quickly. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. um, We partnered with Moms for Liberty to get books into school libraries, our books into school libraries, the Heroes of Liberty books. Let me tell you, Tiffany Justice doesn't really strike me as a terrorist. Uh, These are, you know, bread and butter, uh, as American as apple pie moms, are just working to make a difference in their spare time it is so absolutely ludicrous to think that these moms are domestic terrorists i, I can't even say it with a straight face and it's because they're right wingers and they have uh they have guns that's literally why they've been deemed domestic terrorists am i a domestic terrorist is your wife a domestic terrorist like where does that line fall yeah, well my wife might be you never know bethany thank I you mean, so much i appreciate it thanks jesse all right, we got more. We still got John Phillips, still got light in the mood. We got a lot for you. Before we get to that, I want to read you a little something. Hello. Very polite way to start out. Just wanted you to know I finally bought the three pack air purifier package. Holy smokes, what a difference. I can't believe it actually works. I can breathe better. The dust in the air is gone. They've been plugged in for 24 hours. It's a great product, and thank you. He's, of course, talking about the Eden Pure Air Purifier. The air is so clean in your room when you plug these things in. If you plug it in, walk away for an hour and come back, 
you'll be able to taste it. It's cleaning out your air all the time. Get one. Well, get three. They have a three-pack for sale for my viewers. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE because that gets you $200 off. EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE gets you a three-pack. We'll be back. What am I doing here? Remember the long line to stand television? People line up all kinds of vehicles just to get a box of food and they're drunk. How could we forget? People were hurting. And what is it that my crowd want to do? Forget it. Forget it. God, this is the United States of America. The idea. That people would have to wait in line an hour, hour and a half to get a box of food. And they're drunk. It's unbelievable. Joining me now, my friend John Phillips of the great John Phillips Show on KABC in Los Angeles, also a columnist with the Southern California News Group. John, the yelling and the whispering. Now, I realize the man's not doing that well mentally, but. Did someone somewhere along the way tell Joe the yelling and the whispering is effective or something? <laughs> well, it looked like open mic night at the nursing home to me. I, I <laughs> <love> <laughs> they think that you can just manufacture these, these, mm. these terms. Ultra MAGA. And, you know, allegedly he came up with that after having dinner with Bill Clinton one night when they work best when they happen naturally. Like, Let's Go Brandon happened on ESPN. It wasn't something that was concocted in some lab. It was something that just happened on its own. And what he doesn't know is that the framing that he's putting out there is framing that benefits Donald Trump. You know, ultra MAGA sounds like some big budget Michael Bay movie. Uh, and Joe Biden is presenting himself like he's Freddie Got Fingered. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, that leads me right into this. Uh, here's another clip of Joe Biden calling Donald Trump the MAGA king. Under my predecessor, my prede the great MAGA king, the deficit increased every single year he was president. The first year of my presidency, the first year, I reduced the deficit literally reduced the deficit by $350 billion. Okay, setting the deficit lying stuff aside, MAGA King, Ultra MAGA, th 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 is there, tell me why, John, tell me why they're constantly assigning labels to, the, to their enemies that sound cool. I mean, there's got to be a reason for it because this happens a lot. They assign us labels that are meant to, to scare and everyone looks around and says, oh, that's awesome. Well, as much as they hate Donald Trump, what they're doing is they're copying him. Uh, he, Joe is Sleepy Joe, uh, Lion Ted, Low Energy Jeb. But again, it, it happens naturally. It's just he comes up with those things. It's not like it's, it's forced or contrived, but that's the only thing that they know. And so that's what they go with. This administration clearly is in free fall, poll-wise, and every other possible way. What do they do between now and November, John? I mean, we have rumors now they're despondent, they're down, there's a feeling of doom, I mean, as there should be there, but 
they have to do something, right? Well, they're blaming everyone else. They're, they're blaming the virus. They're blaming Putin. They're blaming Donald Trump. They won't assign any of the blame to their own failed policies. And at a certain point, the man on the street is aware that suddenly everything costs a lot more than it used to. Suddenly crime is a lot worse than it used to be. Homelessness is a lot worse than it used to be. And seeing a guy in the White House go on TV every day and blame everyone other than him is something that's just not going to sell. At this point, I think it's already baked into the cake that they're going to lose. The question is, by how much? Well, by how much? Because I look at this, and I, I look at this as being a potential historic wipeout. I, I mean, I, there could be super majorities in the House, and I mean, it won't be a super in the Senate, but a super majority in the House by the time we're done the way I see it. Well, it's possible, but candidates matter, and Republicans have to nominate good candidates to win these elections. A lot of these states are, are purple states where these Senate races are, are up for grabs. These congressional districts are, are newly redrawn, uh, so you're having a lot of people run in places that they haven't appeared on the ballot before. So you need to put quality candidates out there. So if, if Republicans nominate good, strong candidates, they should have a very excellent cycle. Kamala Harris presided over a failed abortion vote yesterday, and here's what Dome had to say after. The majority of the American people believe in defending a woman's right, her choice, to decide what happens to her own body. And this vote clearly suggests that the Senate is not where the majority of Americans are on this issue. It also makes clear that a priority for all who care about this issue, a priority should be to elect pro-choice leaders at the local, the state, and the federal level. Because what we are seeing around this country are extremist Republican leaders who are seeking to criminalize and punish women from making decisions about their own body. John, you can say she doesn't come off as genuine and maybe isn't the best speaker, but Tell me somebody more appropriate to speak on behalf of women making choices with their body. <laughs> well, this is just another another opportunity for them to change the subject from everything else that's fallen apart. Oh, don't worry about inflation. We're, we're working real hard to keep the chop shops open. And they it, it's worked for her in places like California. She she ran on that subject here as attorney general and, and U.S. senator, and this is a very pro-choice state, so that's what she knows. But I don't necessarily know if that's gonna work nationwide. And I would also point out that the groups that they're having trouble with, blue-collar Latinos, blue-collar whites, uh, even black voters right now, this is not a subject that's gonna play well with them. It plays well with their base, so if they're tr looking to excite their base, then okay, I guess this will motivate them. But the, the parts of their coalition that are breaking off, this does not play well with. Dianne Feinstein, she's of course she's a, a senator from your state in California, and it's not exactly news that she's getting up there in years. Here is, well, here's Dianne Feinstein and how she's doing now. Budget request for the Department of Energy. Thank you, Senator Granholm, for joining us today. I'm particularly pleased to see. Uh, she's, she's uh, let me just make sure I check my notes, John. 
she's not a senator at all. She's actually the Secretary of Energy. <laughs> What's going on with Dianne Feinstein? Rumors are she's not doing well. Well, we have a brand new senator in California, and we have Dianne Feinstein. So we have a person who doesn't know where the bathroom is, and we have another who forgot where it is. A long story short, they're both relieving themselves in the coat closet. Uh, this, what they're trying to do to Dianne Feinstein is interesting to me because I see this as, as a dry run through for what they could do to Biden. They're out there saying she's senile. They're saying she's demented. They're saying it's time for her to go. And they're, it's elected U.S. senators. There were four senators who spoke to the San Francisco Chronicle in that piece. Uh, Chuck Schumer won't publicly defend her. Uh, members of the House a delegation from California spoke to the newspaper. So it's not like this is coming from some external place. It's her colleagues that are doing this to her. And if they can take her out and declare her to be senile, I think the next one on the list is Joe Biden. They'll do the same thing to him. Well, John, why bother taking her out? Joe, you can make an argument, and it'd be justified that the party's down, and he's actually dragging them lower than they should be. But Feinstein, I mean, I realize California is our biggest, most important state and whatnot, but she's not moving the needle for Democrats nationally in a negative way. No, but Gavin Newsom said that he would have female to replace her. Uh, if Feinstein were to resign. So in the name of feminism, they have to throw the old lady in front of the bus. Ah, well, that makes sense. John Phillips of The John Phillips Show on KABC. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. All right. It's time to lighten the mood next. And I'll tell you what, you got a woman in the kitchen. going to put a smile on your face. Hang on. All right, that was a long, heavy show, right? Administrative state, starving babies, it was heavy. So it's time to lighten the mood. And what, what brightens your day more than to see a woman chopping away at a great meal in the kitchen? some baking soda on there, woman. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.